0: Hello and welcome to BB On The Record, this podcast from British Bandsmen. I'm Mark Good, editor of British Bandsmen, and in this episode I hear from one of the finest young musical talents to emerge from the Belgian brass band scene in recent times, Loda Veily. Still in his mid-twenties, Loda has been around for some time. In fact, he's already held the principal cornet chair at Brass Band Villabrook for around nine years, from studying with his dad to performing at the British Open, the holiday in France that ignited his desire to compose, and his piece of the podcast, Loda provides a fascinating glimpse into his musical life. Before all that, though, he lifts the lid on life in lockdown in Belgium.
1: It's been difficult, especially the first two, two three weeks, when they suddenly say, yeah, uh, you have to stay, stay home. In Belgium it was, you have to stay home... Um... The first time you think what you have to do now, and then and then the next thing it's coming in. Then you think, yeah, uh, people will call you, especially for concerts. Most of the times, they they replace it to a, a later datum date, or they just cancel it. And then I'm conducting as well a few few brass bands and fanfares, and they they will ask you, yeah, do you want to get paid, or is it fine if we just uh, if we try to survive ourselves and uh, we, we do we go on. uh, So yeah, not easily.
0: At what stage is Belgium at the moment with its lockdown and so on? How tight are the restrictions for you right now?
1: The last week uh, they announced we can rehearse again. So that's a great, uh, great thing. I know there were some um, hard discussions because uh, the restrictions were quite open the last month in, in July that they allowed almost everything. But not mu- music, there were some yeah we have we have our own uh, federation, the Vlamo who's organizing everything for the for all fanfares, brass bands, uh, and other orchestras it was a difficult a difficult period, i think for both uh, for for the musicians as well for vlamo
0: as well it 's a difficult period, as you say, when you 're not able to rehearse, but then when bands are given the green light to be able to return again, that's not easy either because, of course, there are discussions to be had and I imagine that rehearsing for you now perhaps looks a little bit different to what it did beforehand. What does it look like for Brass Band Willebrook at the moment?
1: Well, uh, the first restriction and the hardest one is to uh, you have a distance from uh, two metres and <laughs> uh, if you imagine it, <laughs> it's quite a funny, a funny sight funny of you that 's a hard one but it 's a good a good one to to rehearse together. Uh, you learn to to hear other things and uh, it 's uh, yeah, another challenge um, and maybe you yeah, another another hard thing everyone is used to be to be friendly familiar and if of course you want, you want to talk and to, 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 to just live normally. Yeah, you have to 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 hold the distance, and that's that's very difficult for for friends. I think I, I know we are rehearsing now for for the nationals. Uh, that's the first thing, that's the first project, and uh, there are a few concerts. But yeah. It's the same thing. You are not sure if it will happen, the concert, or uh, or it will be cancelled as well.
0: It's a very difficult time, but I'm sure at least you get a little bit of encouragement by the fact that yeah. you are meeting together again. Which uh, yeah,
1: that's that's very that's a good thing, and um, the musicians like it as well.
0: Away from these rather strange times, though, you have been enjoying a, a flourishing musical career. You've been principal cornet of brass band Villa since 2011, uh, and you've won a whole host of titles with the band. How much do you enjoy being part of that very special band?
1: It's one of the the biggest thing I I experienced in my life, Willebrook. So um, and I'm still grateful for this uh, and I'm still enjoying it as well. Uh, it's a privilege to to in principal, yeah, from two thousand eleven eleven. Yeah, it's almost ten years. I, I realize now, <laughs> uh, getting a long time. But yeah, every time on the rehearsal, it's just uh, finding yourself, re- renewing yourself again and uh, it's it's great.
0: You must have been pretty young when you first took on the seat, did it take you some time to settle in and get used to the position?
1: Well um, the first year was quite yeah I shall say I shall say that the first piece we played was Battle Creek, music for a battle creek and if you know the the solos for for principal corner are quite hard (laughs) to play so it was, not, it was not fun to do a first time but yeah, you have to and, and you're getting stronger by doing it so yeah it's, it was a good thing.
0: Well you've more than made the seat your own over those past nine years. As you look back across your time with the band so far are you able to pick out any highlights any moments that really stand out for you perhaps on the contest stage on the concert platform any recordings that you've been involved with?
1: Uh, well, when when I was young, uh, we had a concert uh, together with the Brussels Jazz Orchestra uh, from Belgium, and uh, that was a great uh, they a great joint concert because we played four new compositions, uh, especially for the two orchestras together, and it was a was a great experience for a full full uh, hall uh, when it was possible. <laughs> and uh, it was in 2009. Later, yeah, contests are always a bit exciting, uh, especially the European Championships uh few. Yeah, if you can play for a, uh, for a whole fellow, uh, brass band, uh, lovers, that's, yeah, that's great. So, and maybe at yeah, the British Open, uh, when we did go to the British Open as, as Willebrook, uh, as the, as a foreign brass band, that was, a uh, yeah, was just lovely to being part of a, a national, uh, a nice tradition, I mean
0: and that's, uh, that's great. You touch on the British Open there, Lorda. Does the Belgium scene still look towards the British brass band movement? I mean, we look to Belgium these days, and there are some wonderful, wonderful bands there. And the standard, for example, with Villebrück is so, so high. But does Belgium still look to what is going on on UK shores?
1: If you look to the organisation, I'm still, I'm still a bit jealous uh, sometimes <laughs> for the UK. Because, uh, yeah, I see, I see many things happening. Like now, uh, Brisbane, Brisbane England is having uh, many, organizing many uh, workshops, etc. Um, I see this, they have the contest even is, if, you can, if you can play in, in the symphony hall or you can play in the Royal Albert Hall, there's just as, as a musician, an amateur musician, that's unbelievable. So, yeah, there's, there are so many things. UK is doing great, and I think we still can
0: learn. You have some very special family connections in Brass Band Villabrute, not least because your dad, Franz, is the long serving conductor. Looking back to your early years, was it inevitable that you would get involved in the world of music and, and specifically brass bands? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I think, yeah, he gave me the cornet. I, I, I don't think left, he uh, left a decision to, to me. So I started playing cornet at a very young age um he allowed me to play football soccer as well but then uh yeah you had to make the decision yeah and i i I knew uh i was not the best uh footballer so it was a was a fast decision to make and um i have to say when i was young i never felt i was really really talented uh, until until the age of 14 then suddenly there was a little sparkling in it. and then um then things were going fast.
0: Looking back to your very early experiences, what are your earliest memories of music in the house? Did you grow up with the sound of instruments being played?
1: Our dad took us many times to rehearsals at a very young age. And even when we were six or seven, I, I still remember he was conducting band Lindberg in the netherlands uh, one and a half hour driving at, at so young age you want yeah you want to see what your dad is doing and you listen to to the rehearsals as well it motivated us to do to do the same i think a bit as well
0: and was your dad your teacher or did you go to somebody else to learn
1: it yeah it taught us uh, for a very, very long time i i followed him first to the academy then and then for the secondary school in belgium uh, he was teaching in brussels and uh, there really he was my teacher as well, and for the, the same, the college, the Conservatoire uh, in Antwerp. Uh, so it's my full life, <laughs> the same teacher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is absolutely fantastic. But having worked so closely with him in a musical context and having played under him in the band all these years. Does that ever throw up any challenges for you or does it actually help you because you know and understand each other so well
1: Yeah so some points it's uh, very very good because we have the same almost the same vision like now we have a very good uh, yeah a very good connection I shall say and it helps when it tries to explain something and, uh, and 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 people doesn't understand the you can you can help each other as well um on other ways, sometimes, yeah, it's, it's normally, I think, if you yeah, sometimes you have a discussion, of course, and, and but then you have to talk and, and to agree. And sometimes I have to listen as well as a musician to the conductor. So,
0: yes, we all have to listen to the conductor, <laughs> even if it's your dad, yeah. And the musical yeah. connection though, it goes further because your brother plays as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he plays well, uh,
1: now second euphonium in uh, Willoughbrook and um, also principal euphonium in youth band. Yeah, he's teaching, he's teaching now like, like we are doing and I think yeah, he enjoys it very
0: much. So that's, Jonas, uh, how much do you enjoy the fact that you have these family connections? It must make your musical experiences very special.
1: Yeah, on a way it's always challenging you because you hear your brother playing, you think on a certain way, yeah, OK, I have to do this as well. <laughs> and uh, I think for him, it's always uh, it's, uh, the opposite way as well. So it's yeah,
0: very positive uh, to be a musical family. It's not just as a player, though, that you're establishing your reputation. You're also busy as a teacher, as a conductor in your own right. And as a composer, how did you develop an interest in each of those fields? For example, let's look at the teaching first of all.
1: Teaching started at a very young age um uh, in a fanfare local fanfare I'm playing and I have to say yeah it's it's nice nice to teach. Young people, especially young people, and and yeah, the people around my age now as well. Just to see them growing, um, learning you and and the, the nicest thing is you're learning yourself as well as teacher. You 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 discover new things you even didn't think it exists. So it's yeah, it's great.
0: And where are your current teaching appointments?
1: I'm teaching in the Academy of Willebrook for uh, yeah, quite a long time now, nine years. Now the last year I started in the Kunstmanuura Brussels. That's a secondary school. And then uh, now, since uh, February, I'm being appointed as a teacher at the Royal uh, Consortium of Antwerp.
0: So, several busy appointments for you on that front. What about with the baton? When did you start conducting?
1: I think four or five years ago. Maybe you know Johan Duin, he's a tenor horn player. He asked me, because I, at the moment, that moment, I was not interested to conduct even. But he asked me, Yeah, you're talented, you have skills to do to do, to be a conductor why wouldn't you join me at the Mercator Brahz when he's conducting? I think about and, yeah, at, at first I, I didn't want to do it because it was totally new for me. So. But then, yeah, I gave, I gave it a few tries at the rehearsals and,
0: yeah, we, it worked out. <laughs> conducting is a funny one, isn't it? Because there is the musical part, but then there is the organisation and everything else yeah. that goes along with it. How much do you relish... That entire experience, of course, working on the particular repertoire, but then pulling everybody together.
1: I have to say, I'm quite used to because um, I'm organising a lot of things in the in the Willebrook now, for a long time. So to be like concerts and sit right, it's it's not new for me. And uh, and even social, you know how a groups work, um, how to to pull them together to a uh, to a project. So that's. Yeah, it was was good good experience. So that I could took the, uh, I could take this to to my own orchestras. Uh.
0: Where did this interest in composing come from? I think the first piece I
1: ever wrote was a piece, maybe if I'm right, a slow piece from my dad. I was just on holiday, summer holiday. We were in France, and I, I have to say, I was quite bored. <laughs> so <laughs> I started composing a slow piece. But then there were... I think it was two years between and then and then I conduct uh wrote a second piece, uh Sanktil Norden opening piece for, for the occasion of Willebrook playing gala concert in Sweden and, and the yeah, the piece is quite famous now in the band. <laughs> We're playing at a lot of concerts. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm bored now <laughs> of the piece <laughs> by hearing it. But uh I know last year Tim asked me uh, to wrote uh, for his new CD, for the new album he recorded. Uh, I wrote a solo piece for Tenderhorn Band, all on occasions, not not from myself, but yeah, it's fun to write.
0: How much do you enjoy when you write a piece and it's played by a band like Brassband Villabrook or a performer like Tim DeMasoner or somebody like that, a very, very high class performer?
1: Yeah, that's great, of course. Even, yeah, you're writing a piece uh, so yeah, you listen on on the laptop sometimes to some chords, and you think how oh, this this could be tricky for a brass band, <laughs> and then and then Willenberg is playing, and you think okay, that's not a problem, not a problem at all. Um, you hear Tim playing, you were first afraid of a melody you wrote, and you think maybe this is too yeah, it's not is a boring melody maybe. <laughs> until teams plays it and then, and then you think, yeah, there is a lot, of, uh, a lot to do with the melody.
0: Well now, Loda we arrive at your piece of the podcast. This is an mm-hmm. opportunity for listeners to hear a piece of music that is very important to you. So just before we listen to it, why have you chosen this particular work?
1: Uh, English Heritage, uh, I, I, I heard, is uh, at a concert in 2005. When I was not playing in Willowbrook, uh, so I was. Uh, I think it was a joint concert with Black Dyke. I'm not sure. And they played. Yeah, it was one week before the Belgian Nationals, and they played it like. Yeah, it was. It was finished. The piece couldn't be better, and I was so. Yeah, when I, I was so convinced about brass band and the and the piece itself is just. If, if I think now about the piece, it's just a great piece. Uh, full of great. Uh, themes and melodies.
0: So a fantastic choice and a fantastic band to play it. Let's listen to Brass Band performing George Lloyd's English Heritage.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: The sound of brass band Villebroek performing English heritage music by George Lloyd. Conducting in that live recording was the band's long serving conductor, Franz Ville. That was the piece of the podcast as chosen by my guest today, Lode Ville. Lode, looking at the banding scene as a whole in Belgium, how would you assess its health at the moment? We see some phenomenal standards from the leading Belgian bands. But is banding in Belgium in a good place in general?
1: Well, uh, now with the coronavirus as well, I think Vlamo is doing good things. Uh, they want to organize uh, the Belgian nationals as well to to motivate the bands. You know, Belgium is a it's not it's not a big country, and it's still difficult to attract young people to play brass band. So, for the moment, I don't think there are more than eighty existing brass bands in Belgium. So our job is maybe just to encourage these people, these young people, so we can attract them to play brass band. It's not the, for Vlamo, it's, we, we have to do it.
0: Lorda, earlier on we chatted about the Belgian brass band scene looking to what is going on in the UK. And we know, of course, there is so much tradition here on UK shores. But what can the UK brass band scene learn from how things operate in Belgium?
1: Well that's a good question. Um, there are so there are many ways. We have like we have an, an exceptional way of rehearsing, for example. And in Willebrook especially we're working so much with, with youth, youth as well. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if, if the big bands in, even in, in the UK has got their own youth band. Uh, in, in Belgium it's it's very important just to educate so many people because the interest is not that big like i said earlier before and on yeah, the the way of rehearsing is it's quite different as well and i know an english conductor would say yeah that's a crazy way of rehearsing but we are so used to it that it's not not different for us and so we are learning from 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 each other it's not only sometimes it's not only the conductor at the end at the end of course it's the conductor but
0: so is it fair to say then that the, the principal players and the solo players around the band take more of an active role in proceedings?
1: Yeah, it's, it's an active role. Um, they can, if they have a, a question or a, they hesitate about something, they can say that the rehearsals. It's At the end, it's still the conductor who decides, of course, but, but that's, yeah, it's, it's good because you have many different op- opinions sometimes as well instead of one.
0: It's also a really good point that you raise about the importance of focusing on youth because we have to look to the next generation because otherwise how is banding going to continue to develop and flourish? Uh, And it's great to see certainly with the young brass band and and what is going on uh, with you, of course, standing in front of them, the conductor. So you mentioned earlier, Loda, that rehearsals have started to resume now for you in Belgium. How are things looking over the coming months? Are there some tentative dates in the diary? Are you working towards something, knowing that those dates may or may not happen?
1: Well, uh, for my own, there are some. Yeah, there were some solo concert, uh, concerts, but we're still not sure about they will happen. Of course, in October or November. Um, there's some teaching courses as well in Lithuania and Denmark, um, but that's yeah, that's always the same thing. Can you can you travel even to to Lithuania or Denmark uh, in August or October? So and for Willebrook that's the same that's the same uh, thing as well. There, there, I know we have a concert in September. We have three concerts in October, three in November. We're luckily it's all it's all in Belgium for the moment. So that, that's 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 a good thing.
0: What about your teaching? Has that gone online?
1: Yeah, uh, the first three weeks this was yeah it was difficult to find a way to teach i've to be i've to be honest but yeah it, you learn yeah if you do it you learn all the time so so for the for the pupils it was the students it was great and we worked on new things like it's not all yeah the sound is difficult of course on a computer but yeah they they learn new things like playing playing on their own their own they have to be individual they have to study more individual as well yeah good for the students
0: and good for the teachers too i'm sure as we've all had to learn how to work and embrace these new forms of technology in this very strange (laughs) time Uh, loda we wish you very very well over the coming months and hope that you are able to gradually and when it's safe to do so return to the activities that we know you love so loda thank you for chatting to me today That's it for this episode of BB on the Record. Thank you to Loda VLA and thank you to you for listening. Remember, you can enjoy a digital subscription of British Bandsman. It costs just £42.99 for one year. Go to britishbandsman.com and click on subscribe. As for this podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Join me next time on BB on the Record. Bye for now.